Beautiful Not Broken, your weekly inspirational hit of solid advice and life stories coming to you to help you rebuild from rock bottom. Hello, hello, hello. Thank you for joining me for another episode of Beautiful Not Broken. I'm so grateful that you're here. I have been receiving some really beautiful comments lately and I just wanted to thank everyone that's leaving them or everyone that's sending me a message thanking me for this show. Um, It is my little passion work, so it's not a hassle. (laughs) I'm a busy girl, so I do definitely put aside time to create this and it, it becomes pretty much my like zen piece for the week but I feel like and I'm not sure why I feel like this but I feel like I haven't recorded in ages so I don't know maybe I'm gonna be a bit dusty (laughs) I feel like I'm not talking well because I did just go for a 2k swim so I'm training for this triathlon as you all know if you follow me on socials and if you don't why aren't you and it's really tough. I went for a bike ride and a run on Sunday. It was the first time I'd backed them up. So I did my transition in the car. Um, my back was very sore because I'd done a huge day at the gym the day before, which was a bit stupid. So I've decided I need to cut back on the weights and doing 10 at 70 de- kilos for deadlifts is probably pretty dumb the day before you're planning a 30k bike ride and a 10k run. So I, yeah. I learned my lesson, but I did 22Ks on the bike in the end. Um, I was in agony. I need to get the seat changed too, so that's another thing I've got to do. And, yeah, it was um, it was painful, but, you know, I got it done and the run was great. I was smiling the whole way, <laughs> except for one point where I did have to stop and change my shoes because my foot went numb, so apparently the transition wasn't so great. So working on all of these things to get this triathlon done. But i got to say, because you guys know I'm always really real with you, I'm struggling. Like I'm struggling with the mental game around it. I've convinced myself that it's just unachievable because it seems like such a feat. It's a 1.5k swim, which I'm freaking myself out over. It's an ocean swim. There's, you know, sharks and shit and you can't see the bottom. So it's, it's a big mental game, that one. And, you know, the 1.5K swim and then, of course, uh, the bike ride is 40Ks. I only learned to ride a bike last year. <laughs> So let's, what am I doing? (laughs) And then the 10K run, which the 10K run to me feels like that's going to be the easiest part. And yeah, like hopefully I can ace that. But um, I'll keep you posted. I am taking people on the journey of my training on Insta and I had a big cry in front of everyone on Sunday because that's what I do. I don't mind crying in public these days. Interesting. On a social media platform. (laughs) But today, actually, I wanted to talk to you about a season, a reason, or a lifetime. And of course, I'm talking about relationships. But I'm not just talking about romantic ones. I'm actually more going to talk to you about those friendships that we have that maybe they're only meant for a season or a reason. And instead, we get caught thinking they're for a lifetime. And I wanted to bring this to you because I've had some really interesting conversations lately around people that literally in the last few months have ditched their best friends. And look, you all know that through my divorce, so let's just get this part of the story out of the way really, really quickly and then jump into my thoughts on this. 
So you all know through my divorce, which by the way, it's almost finalized. We all know through my divorce (laughs) that I lost a lot of friends that I once would have said were my closest friends. One of them was my bridesmaid. I was a bridesmaid for her. The other girlfriend I'd always felt like was a bit of a friend of me, if I was completely honest. She was always competitive with me. She was never very nice to me um, until she would, you know, throw in a backhanded compliment occasionally. And I wasn't that nice to her either because I found her very cold and very standoffish. She was just not my kind of girl, but I'm a people pleaser, so I would always tolerate behavior. And if someone upset me, I would rather go cry in a toilet and then come back and pretend I was fine. So I lost this friendship circle and I lost some other acquaintances and, you know, I know I've pissed some people off along the way and I'm okay with it. It's weird. I really thought I would struggle to lose the friendship group. I wanted to be the winner out of the friendship group, but it was very obvious very shortly after the separation that I wasn't going to win the friendship group because everyone kept defending my ex. (laughs) which was fine. He needed defending, obviously, because I didn't. Uh, But, you know, my friends during lockdown were inviting him over individually for dinners because we could only have one guest and he got picked over me. Uh, And then obviously I found out about the affairs that kind of ruined that friendship, didn't it? And look, there was another really close girlfriend, as I said, I was her bridesmaid, she was mine. And that friendship fell out too. Her husband had ties with my ex, had ties with the girl that he had an affair with um, through her husband, and no one wanted to really believe what had happened. And to be honest, I was quite shocked at how easily I slipped into this world of I wasn't included anymore. And I think the reason I didn't care was because the whole friendship, there'd always just been so much bitching and like unsaid things. I always felt like I couldn't be myself around these people and like they were judging me about my weight or about other things because they would make comments about, you know, the way that Tom proposed, proposed the way their husband proposed or the way that I cooked or the fact that I wasn't a great wife, like, or the fact that I didn't do my toenails or there was just so many things that I would always get put down by. Put And then there would be the occasional backhanded compliment. Whereas now my friends and I, we just have these really funny digs at each other we all joke about it and we just it's just a different dynamic and I think with these people I felt like I'd had to have this cookie cutter box ticking life and every single time I tried to move outside of what was their social norm and their belief system like for example the not wanting to have kids it really broke their brain um the fact that I you know my ex and I hadn't been planning a family the minute we got married or the fact that you know, we just weren't following this idea. The fact we didn't need a, we didn't constantly feel like we needed a bigger house or all of these things that I guess box ticking people do, which is fine. I'm not saying there's an issue with box ticking. If that's what makes you happy and you genuinely, your purpose is genuinely on this planet to get married, have kids, and you're going to be perfectly content. That is fantastic. I love that for you. But for me, I was never going to be content living that life. I had always tried to excel in my career. And, you know, I'd been told by one of these girls that I wouldn't go very far because I hadn't gone to uni. And then there was just little comments like that my whole life where I felt like I was never good enough around these people and I would never add up to their box ticking. And I love that I haven't because my life is so much better for it. And even to the point where when one of them felt pregnant, she had said to me, I was nervous to tell you because I thought you'd be jealous. And I think I've 
told that story before on the podcast and instantly I was like, you don't know me at all, at all. I mean, I'd never once said that I wanted kids. I'd never once said that I was planning a family. I'd never once said that the disappointment for me of my marriage ending was because we weren't going to have a family together. I wasn't with him to procreate. I was with him for his personality and the life that we could have with or without kids. Because if you're with someone only to have children with them, well, that's not great. (laughs) But my point here is a season, a reason or a lifetime. So when we meet people, we obviously aren't going to meet them and be like, hey, I guarantee you're only going to be in my life for a season. But I know throughout my life, there has been people that have come and gone, some Beautiful. It's been a beautiful exit and it's been completely mutual and it's just been, you know, we've just slipped in and out of each other's lives. And then there's other people that there's been the big bitch fight and the blocking on social media and the no coming back from it and the we can't even smile at each other in the shops. You know, I had these other friends that when my ex and I bought a house, they broke into our backyard the day we got our keys to see what our house was like in comparison to theirs. This is what I'm talking about. This this group of people were that competitive. That's the sort of actions that they went to and thought were okay. And I've never been like that. I'm not a materialistic girl. I don't want to live a normal, you know, Pleasantville life. <laughs> I was never made to be that way. I'm very, I have too big a bolder personality and have too much to say and too many things I want to change in this world to ever have been given a fuck about the size of my house, <laughs> to be completely honest about it. So that was... I don't know. It's been a real lesson for me that, yeah, it's okay to beautifully let go of people. Um, I always say that we should try and obviously not let go of people from a place of being an asshole and that we should try and be kind to people even when we are cutting ties with them, which can be hard because, it, it you know, not everyone is in this mindset of a season, a reason or a lifetime. And as I said, we don't enter friendships and we don't enter business relationships. We don't enter any kind of relationship with the the hope that it would end or the knowledge that it would end. But I think that if we can feel that it's coming to a natural end and these people are no longer, you know, helping us reach our next potential or helping us feel fulfilled or we're not, you know, they're just keeping us small, then it is time to move on to the next. And this really came up for me this weekend because I had a conversation with a a good uh, friend at a party and she had said she literally – blocked and deleted her best friend off of social media. And I thought, wow, uh, that's a big step. Why did you do that? And she's like, I could no longer deal with her drama. And, you know, I'd spoken to her about how I felt and I thought we'd had this really mature conversation that was quite open. And then she just continued doing things that I found immature and they, they didn't fit align with me. And she's like, so I just said enough. I can't deal with this drama in my life anymore. I need you out of it. And I think that is a lesson in boundary setting. It is a lesson in when it's okay that a friendship has reached its capacity. And if someone's bringing more upset to our life or we feel anxious to see them or, you know, we feel anxious about their presence, then it is time to let go of the friendship. And it is time to say, no, I'm not accepting that anymore. I'm not accepting that behavior. And it is fucking hard. Okay, it's really hard to walk away from someone that you might have known 10 years, that you might have known five years, because the depth of the relationship doesn't, it's not based on time. It's based on, I guess, how many things you've shared together, like walking away from an entire group plus 
one being my best friend that I'd known before this group, plus my ex-husband, who was, in my mind, the love of my life, walking away from all of that all at once was really fucking hard. And there was a lot of anger associated with it for me because I was like, how can my friends not support me when this man has emotionally abused me? Yes, I don't have bruises because domestic it's not domestic. It's not considered domestic violence, emotional abuse yet. Coercive control is not considered domestic violence and I don't have bruises. So does that mean my pain is less important because my life wasn't at risk? But how about all the times he punched walls or did things that he did or, you know, put me down in public or cheated on me, (laughs) often cheated on me? And how about all this emotional shit? How could my friends not support me, but they could support him? And how could they make comments like, I knew you'd be jealous? Or how could they think that I'm that petty and that I'm that pathetic, that I would give a shit about their journey over and put my own shit on their shit and not be happy for them? Like, I'm, I've never been that kind of person. And then when I found out about, when I confirmed the affair, I thought to myself, how the fuck... Can people support two people that were having an affair for up to five years behind everyone's back? How? And so obviously too, by the way, I knew, we all knew, but how could you support those people and how could you, and so that for me, there was a lot of anger and I had to let go of that because anger is not a useful emotion. It's not going to propel you forward. It's something that will hold you back and hold you in the past I can't change the way that people behaved. I can't change the fact that I wasn't supported by my friends, but I sure as fuck can choose friends that are going to support me. And that was what I did. I had a beautiful friendship group that did nothing but open their doors for me at that time. I slept at their houses when I had nowhere else to go because I couldn't tell my family yet. I went to their house when I had had to see my ex to cry. I would call them to cry. I probably trauma dumped on them a little bit too much. But they were there for me and that's what friends are. They were there for me free of judgment. And what I learned through this process was how beautiful it felt and how much I had actually ignored these friends for this other shitty friendship group that didn't accept me as I was. Yet I had these friends that literally just loved me as me. They were the only friends that actually saw the real me at that point in my life. They got the goofy Beck. They got the the Beck that would muck around. They got this beautiful version of Beck that the other group had never gotten. They hadn't gotten the fun Beck. They hadn't gotten this other side of me because I always felt on guard. And that's not their fault. That was my fault for feeling on guard around them. I, I should have tried to be myself. and But when I did, I wasn't accepted. And it was my fault for choosing to stay in a situation where I wasn't accepted as who I was. And I had to always feel like I had to live up to this standard that no one was going to live up to. (laughs) They weren't even fucking living up to it, let's be honest. So I think it's really important that we understand the role that relationships play on our life and that we never feel so dependent on the friendships, the, the boyfriend, the girlfriend, the partner, the husband, the wife, whatever the hell, that we never feel so dependent on that that we can't happily walk away from it if it's run its course. We need to be able to say, "Mm, no, not for me. And we need to be able to feel like we can have open, honest conversations with these people when things have run their course. 
Because if we can't have open, honest conversations and people make us feel nervous or anxious or upset when we do voice how we feel and do it in a mature, you know, courageous way, and we have these conversations that should be reciprocated and we should get something to be able to move forward with the friendship or the relationship, whatever it looks like. If we're not getting that back, if it's not being reciprocated, that's when we know that it's time to leave that because they're no longer going to help us fulfill our purpose. They're no longer going to help us progress in life. And the longer that we hold on to relationships that aren't right for us, the longer we say no to moving forward. And it can be really hard because loneliness, as humans, we are literally ingrained to have community. So loneliness is probably most people's biggest fear. We're a tribal bunch of people. Even introverts need a tribe. (laughs) And me being, actually, I've learned I'm quite introverted, by the way. No one's going to believe that. But I've found that if I spend too much time around people, I'm very drained and I need to just go recharge and sit and watch TV and not hear a word from anyone for a really long time. (laughs) But we need to learn ourselves, learn our boundaries, set them. And if people aren't happy with them, if people aren't happy with who we are, if they feel challenged, if they get upset with us, that's their shit. And they're probably not the right fit for you because you might have emotionally outgrown them. You might have just outgrown them in every other way. So we need to be really, really, really careful of how we treat the relationships in our life. And obviously treat everyone with love and compassion and empathy. That is my number one message for everyone. It doesn't matter how angry you are at someone they still are a human having a human experience. They're on the other side. So even when you're really angry, take a step back. Remember they're human and treat them the way that you would want to be treated. It doesn't mean you can't end the friendship, relationship, whatever. We need to know, is it a season, a reason or a lifetime? (laughs) So that was the purpose of my little podcast today to say, Give yourself permission to move away from situations that no longer suit your needs, uh, that don't light you up. Notice the conversations. Like this is the other thing. The last point I want to make to you about how you can do this and, you know, level up your life um, if you love that cliche. (laughs) It's actually pay attention to the conversations you're having when you feel most alive. What are the ones that light you up? What are the ones that make you laugh? As adults, we probably don't laugh enough. Do you laugh? Do you make sure that you laugh every single day? Do you have friends that light you up? They have, they're not afraid to have the hard conversations. They're not afraid to have the easy conversations. They're not afraid to see you for you. And they know how to set boundaries with you. You respect theirs. They respect yours. And you really just feel like you are adding value to each other's lives in big ways. They're the people that are worth cherishing. They're the ones that are worth your energy. The conversations that you have where you have to feel like you can't be yourself, where you feel drained after the experience, where you don't go home feeling like you've got that warm, fuzzy feeling and someone's adding to your life. The the conversations that you don't think about five minutes after they've ended, they're the ones like don't have them you know like have the ones that expand your mind have the friendships that make you feel great not every friendship is gonna be because like I've got friendships in my life that we're just really good friends we have very different lives and that's okay you can have that too 
You don't always have to be on the the same life path as someone to actually get along with them really, really well. Um, You know, like you, you don't always have to be on the same life path. As I said, you can be doing two completely different things and still align perfectly and have souls that are meant to be a lifetime friendship. So get really clear and get really intentional about who you spend your energy with, about who still deserves your energy, about whether you're even adding value to someone else's life. Because like we, we have that capability to say, actually, I don't think I'm doing the right things for you anymore. If someone's an energy suck, you don't have to spend time with them. Give yourself permission to spend time with the people that make you feel great about who you are and make you feel like you're on the right path. And that's it today. That's all I wanted. 20 minutes of bliss talking about a season, a reason or a lifetime. So if you've been thinking about, you know, how to comfortably move away from a certain group of friends or a group or a friend, as I always say, do it with love, compassion, empathy. Don't ever be, we don't need to be mean to people um, intentionally. You know, obviously unintentional behaviors happen. Um, And yeah. That's just the way life is. So I hope that's been helpful. As you know, I love bringing this to you and it really helps when I get feedback. It really helps if you give me a little rating. All of that helps. I would love it. Um, Take care of yourselves and have a great week. I'll be back in your ears next week.